Welcome back to the Seth Leibson Show this Thursday, July 15th. Arizona's blessed to have such fine public leaders, but the uh, United States is blessed that we give them to them. And none more great than David Schweikert, who represents Arizona's 6th Congressional District and checks in with us on a weekly basis to give us the inside scoop, what's going on in D.C. and what he's fighting for on behalf of the the American people, as well as the 6th Congressional District here in Arizona. David, welcome back. Thanks for everything. How are you? Um, as you you and I know, um, have you ever had a time in your life where you're working your heart out and you're just incredibly frustrated that you're getting so little done? Um, I mean, when your greatest accomplishments are slowing down the destruction the Democrats you know, are just committing around us. So, so, um, sometimes the that's what. Being in the yeah, minority. well, listen. William Buckley started a magazine saying sometimes the only thing you can do is stand there and yell "stop." You know. Well, but but here's part of the classic problem we have, and this is a real problem we have with a lot of our our passionate, caring, conservative activists. You you got to pound into your own head. Winning is everything. And, and I will get these people who will give you know lectures of. Well, I wanted to do this. I wanted to do that. If your fixation isn't winning elections, and this is that, you know, if we had focused on one school board election, how many of some of the critical race theory craziness would be happening out there? Yeah. If you had focused on winning city council races, some of the craziness that's now happening in Scottsdale or city of Phoenix, would it be happening? How about Congress? We're only five seats away in the House of Representatives from removing Speaker Pelosi. But until we have those five seats, the craziness happens. And uh, it, 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 it really does. The Democrats are so much better than we are on understanding. Power comes through winning. David, this is one of the reasons that I think we have to, we have to be grown-ups. You already are. So many in our movement are not. And we have to look at the kind of person that can beat the left and then understand when it, whether it's whether it's a House race, a Senate race, whether it's the presidential sweepstakes and, and understand, too, that this 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 requires not only every Republican, but every Republican to shop for new Republicans, to drag people or educate people over, because the stakes are so unbelievably high. I get tired of saying it, but when you look at the Marxism inherent in the fight against the West, how it's run into the Democratic Party, how leaders of the Democratic Party support Marxist elements within the country, I, I, I am telling you, I have never seen such a crisis of the West in the United States of America as I see right mm-hmm. now today. But, but he, here's back to my previous point, trying to tie them together. Um, right now, if you're a liberal activist, what are you doing? You're actually out registering voters. You're building more available voters for the next election cycle. If you're a conservative activist, what are you actually doing right now? Are you out registering voters? Um and I, I will tell you, our, you know, I just I don't see our resources going to that. No. Um, and there becomes the problem. And we see what an amazing thing happened um, about a year ago when the Trump campaign particularly started moving resources into 
having to pay people to go register voters. We saw the sudden huge uptick. We started beating the Democrats rather substantially in new Republican registration. Fantastic. Um, but it's hard. We get we find uh, find we chase shiny objects. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we're all upset over this. We're going to hold meetings on that. We're all upset over this. We're going to hold meetings on that. And this is basic blocking and tackling. Register more voters and then get them to vote. I love that you can't be taken off message, David, on these things and these from these shiny objects or squirrels. Truly, it's 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 fantastic that you aren't and that you keep doing what you have said you were going to do from the get-go when you first ran for office. One of the reasons I and so many respect you so much. Well, Meanwhile, what are the Democrats up to? Well, oh, look, look the, we're the, in they're a, inviting the U.N. Human Rights Commission to come to America to tell us what our yeah. problems are. And look, I'm outraged at that. That's insane. But think about how much press that will get yep. this week. Yep. How much talk radio time... We'll go on that this week. <laughs> you're going to take my job and, away and, from and, me, and, Dave. No, no, I, 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 look, you're my buddy. So you're going to unemploy me, Dave. <laughs> you're, for, you're about employment, but, not but, unemployment. Don't but, get rid of me yet. <laughs> this, in this week, how much talk radio has focused on saying um, they're, they're about to play a game where um, they're going to strip $600 billion out of pharmaceuticals so um, to put into green infrastructure which functionally will mean, hey, you might actually get some better prices on drugs, but you'll die because in the future because you won't get the pharmaceuticals that cure you. It's basically the Big Pharma Protection Act because it's a way of wiping out all little pharma. At the same time, there's going to be a huge expansion of Medicare on a bunch of other benefits there that will be completely unfunded, and that over the next 30 years, Medicare is already $78 trillion dollars in the red. Um, I mean, but these are these are the things that take down countries, sure. that destroy my little girl's future, sure. that that wipe us out, and that mean we have no more resources to for defense, for research, for protecting ourselves. But we're going to all talk about how enraged we are that um, the UN ambassador does something stupid. But things that actually take us down as a society, as a government, as a country. I'm with you because on all of a that. a little more complex. We don't talk about No, I'm with you on all that. But here's the worry I sometimes have, David. And, and you know, you've been in this in, 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 far more experienced at it than I. But I worry about, you know, a good American family living somewhere off Shea and 92nd Street. And the child comes home from a Scottsdale public school somewhere in your district one day showing, you know, the curriculum that's going to be taught. Mm-hmm going forward that, you know, will take on the notion that up until now we have not appropriately put the uh, blame of the problems of the United States on white well, people. And they'll well, say, well, this is good. This, this is, I'm, glad we're, I'm glad our students are getting this. This looks like the right thing to do. It is our job to show them what is underneath that and why this is such a threat to the future of, their, of not only their child but their country. I will make you the argument we should have never gotten there. Okay. If we had recruited credible candidates, okay, we got to do this for a second. Okay, it, you're, you're the Democrats. They will go out and recruit, and more the teachers for school districts. It's the teachers you uh-huh. runs yep. this this program. Yep, they go out and recruit liberals who are want to be involved in the school district, but they recruit them to run for the school board. 
But they do this. They teach them what they should say and what they can't say. They'll actually teach them how to dress. Mm-hmm. They will teach them how to scrub mm-hmm. their mm-hmm. social media. So mm-hmm. the crazy things they said three years ago on a Twitter account all disappear. They actually treat it as a business, that taking power is professional. It's a business. We as conservatives will get someone that's passionate. They're mad about something in the school district, and they run, and then they get slaughtered because they didn't understand, here's the steps you take. You first, you first got to decide if you're electable. Then have you done things or those things that are going to get you wiped out? Mm-hmm. Are you meeting the expectations both in presentation and speech of the people that are, you're going to only get a couple minutes of their attention when you're running for school board because there's so many other distractions. Understanding that type of professionalism, and then you have to do it to the school board, the city council, the county government, the, every level of elected. And we just don't do that. I'm with you on that. I agree totally. And the question I have is, David, Give me, give me your sense of optimism versus pessimism on getting us there, on getting us over um, the line, on getting us those votes we need. The first, first step is I think there's an awakening of a lot of folks that were, you know, they, they, they all have their personal theories of what happened last election cycle. Yep. And I keep trying to walk people through that it wasn't on election day. Some of the crazy stuff had started a year Agreed. A year and a you half and I are totally before. in agreement. You bet. And, and but it was discipline. It was professionalism. It was po- political. You know, um, the um, mercenaries yep. on the left yep. who understood granny harvesting, going yep. to nursing homes, yep. and starting to recruit workers to help them help granny fill out her her ballot. Those sorts of things. It's it's professionalism and discipline. And too many of our folks wanted to engage in the enthusiasm. You know, we wanted to do, you know, trains on the freeway. We wanted to wave flags. Yep. And not understanding that's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. That's not actually how you win elections. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. David, I think that your diagnosis is right, and we all do have our theories. One of the theories we have is that the media sets a condition that makes it darn near impossible it's not just the bias. It's indeed some of some, some ways the censorship. And by media, I mean really social media. And there's this effort now, of course, from many, many, many good thinking conservatives, even some with very libertarian um, perspectives, that the government needs to get involved in this a little bit. You say what? Oh, uh, when it's um, you know unconscionable levels of. Um, censorship, absolutely, but I think there's some more elegant ways to do it. First thing is, is I, and it's my piece of legislation we've introduced, um, your information is a property right, because that's how Facebook and Google make money, Beautiful is they own your information and sell it. Mm-hmm. They sell it to advertisers, they use it for all sorts of different things, they sell it. Well, should you own your own information? And then you should know what its value is, once you know its value, then you can decide what portion of it you want to either lease, sell, or just retain for yourself. You need to break the current model that functionally funds um, the, the social media and the power they have. And the Googles of the world, I believe, are an oligopoly and therefore need to be broken up. 
Um, but you, you, it's, it's bigger than that. We also need to stop fixating. Um, if you ever think the media, the press, these others are ever going to treat a conservative fairly, it's just not happening. Right. It's not in their DNA. Right. But how many of our voters actually run to Facebook, Twitter to figure out who to vote for? You know, it, it's just... Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah, Fair so, point. So, yeah. We, okay. okay. So, so we fixate on it. And I know people who are completely paralyzed emotionally, everything else, because Facebook blocked or Twitter blocked one of their tweets. Uh-huh. It's an outrage. It should never happen. But the people who are already following you on those social medias were already with them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the more powerful thing you could do is go walk across the street to that new family that just moved here from California and find out if you can set them on the right direction. Start with That's the kind more gesture. powerful yeah. than all yeah. the tweeting and, and Facebook you're going you're gonna to do. I love it, David. Love it. And thank you for being there. And thank you for being here, as you are always. David Schweiker, God bless. Godspeed. Welcome back to the Seth Leibson Show. Alexis, I'm so glad you're on hold. Don't go away. You're on uh, deck. You're up next right after Chad in Phoenix. Hello, Chad. How are you? Hey, Seth. How are you doing today? Uh, I'm well, sir. How are you? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. Hey, um, a couple different things. I called you back a few weeks back, a couple months ago, and I talked to you about the fact that you keep saying Democratic when you, when you refer to the Democrats. Yeah. There's nothing democratic about those guys. And it's a simple word. It's a simple word, but it's one of those things that everybody says it. And, 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 and you know, the knuckleheads that don't know anything, they, they think they're democratic and, and they're democrat, communist, socialist. And they, and they need, they need to be flushed out in that. But that's, that's not exactly why I called. Okay. Right? I just had to, because, because I've been listening, I've been, you know, you, you got to break that. And well, let me let me tell you why I do it. I'll give you all the time you want, Chad. But let me tell you why I do it. I've I've been scored and schooled on this before, but and 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 you and those who score and schooled me on this may be right and I may be wrong. But the reason I have used the phrase Democratic Party is because that's what they call themselves. And in my effort, feeble though it may be, uh, minimal though it may be, in my effort to recruit. Democrats to our party, I try not to engage in what's known as GOP speak, GOP speak, GOP speak, which is to make fun of the opponent I'm trying to recruit. I just don't think it's a great recruitment strategy. I may be wrong. I may be wrong and you may be right, but that was my reasoning. I, they, they call themselves the Democratic National Committee. I will call them what they call themselves, unless you make a very compelling argument that I shouldn't. Well, I also will say yeah. that the Democratic Party, yeah. and I say it every day, is steeped in and drenched in Marxism. Absolutely. And that's what needs to be highlighted for people that are not really paying attention and, and are not uh, as astute as we are. But the other thing that I wanted to talk to you about is a couple weeks back, you were talking about you were talking about the kind of the difference between the Democrats and the Republicans on kind of how they approach just the 
general their their uh, their approach to things in their um, I'm, I'm I'm at a loss for words here. But David David was talking about it today. The the Democrats the way they fight kind have, of thing or yes yes they have a game plan. They've been coming at us from the school boards, from the city council people, from from for 50 years. Yes. Okay. And so. you made a and you made a comment that the Republicans kind of looked at it and laughed. Yep. And yep. said, "Oh, ha ha right. ha." Right. You know. And we sat around while they were they've been planning and scheming. Yeah. They, and coming yeah. At us right. And no. And, no and they they are humorless. They don't laugh, and that has a lot of different meanings. They are worker bees. You bet. And, and 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 we haven't done that. No, and it's it's you know the the, the Republicans, the conservatives. Uh, I, I'm almost at the end of my rope of calling myself a Republican or a conservative. That I'm just a freaking American. That I, I don't want to pay for somebody that doesn't want to work. Yeah, I believe in America. Yep. I want to defend America. Yep. I think America is the greatest place in the world yep. that's ever been, yep. and I'm not going to apologize to anybody ever about it. Good, and, and that's and, and, and that's the common sense sentiment. That's why I exist. That's what I believe. And that's what the Democrats of the 1960s used to say, too, by the way. They don't say it today. Today, patriotism to them means wearing a mask and getting vaccinated. Yeah. It means yeah. it means sitting down or taking a knee during the national anthem. It means inviting the U.N. Human Rights Council on whose committee sits venezuela china and the sudan to come inspect the united states to instruct us on our racist policies and it includes running down the united states abroad and giving china all its anti-american talking points while major lefty organizations in this country for profit get their profit from slave labor in China while they denounce the United States for having slavery in a portion of it 150 years ago. This is the world I live in. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's stunning. I know we're coming up on a break here, it's but okay. for, for that, for, for Mayorkas, to say what he said about the Cubans you today bet. or yesterday, whenever yep. he said it, that should be played for every, every, everyone to hear. He's a Cuban-American yeah. that came here, yeah. and he's sitting there telling us, you come by boat, you can't get in. But you flood across the border like a bunch of rats, and, and you're in. And we're gonna we're gonna feed you and pay you and fly you wherever you want to go. Chad, it is so upside down that the first task of the educated is to restate the obvious right now, to borrow from George Orwell. It has gotten so backward that the first task is to restate the obvious. It's not just Mayorkas. Harris's family comes from that region as well on her dad's side. I want to share you a historical analog share with you a historical analog when we come back courtesy of our friend Charles and then you'll hear from Alexis and that'll be some real cowbell. I'm Seth Leibson. We'll be right back. I interviewed Gordon Lightfoot once, and he told me it was about our carefree highway. He had a girlfriend here. He was thinking about her. I didn't ask him. There are certain things you don't ask. I don't know what slip away means. Who slips away on a street? It doesn't. Yeah, I know. This is the call I want. Well, I want all of my calls, obviously. But this is the call I want to take right now, Alexis in Phoenix. Buenos tardes. How are you, Seth? How are you? Bien, bien. Buenos tardes. Como esta? Muy bien. Thanks for having me again. Yeah. 
been a while since I called. I know, too long. You know, the audience uh, well, will know what I, I mean was, in a moment. I was really, you know, trying to come to terms with what happened during the election. Uh, you know, I had a rough time um, kind of accepting that we lost. And we lost because, you know, everything that I talked about came to pass. Um, it was a huge lack of imagination, naivety. I don't know how you want to call that, but, you know, the... the Laziness, missed opportunities. Yeah, oh, it was a tremendous opportunity. Not taking to the left them. seriously. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And, and and the writing was on the wall with elections, you know, like all the all the scheme with the mailing ballots. Yeah. It, it, it was there. I mean, I knew it. I knew it was going to happen. I knew the Trump it administration gonna... knew it. William Barr said we were playing with Absolutely. fire, and Donald Trump and threatened to hold back aid to the states. Look, you I, bet. I I, I, I trust. I'm very disappointed with uh, Trump. Yeah, no, I mean, I uh, you have to at a certain point. You have to at a certain point say you said you were going to withhold money. You got pushed back you, and you didn't do it, right? You, you, you know, I was a big supporter. I was for the man, and I really believed that he was going to do what, what what was needed at, the, at that political time. But he proved to be the wrong man for the job, and... Um, uh, I believe in second chances. Uh, you so know, Alexa, he, I will disagree. Know. I will. I will take the opportunity to disagree with you, and you may agree with me. I'm not sure, and if not, we'll have a gentleman's disagreement. I think he was the right man for the job. I think no one's perfect. I think if he made two errors, and everyone has their list, I think he did make a couple. Um, happy to go into it, but I think for, he was the right man for the job. It's just that on a couple critical things, you know, he he missed it. He missed it. Well, uh, that's like like we say, water under the bridge. Right? Okay, okay, fair enough. We lost, right? Fair enough. We yes, lost, sir. We lost, yes. and it took me a while to you know kind of overcome the depression and the sadness yep. from seeing what happened because to me it wasn't about just losing an election. You know, no, it, it was, was about, about a second Venezuela here. Exactly. Yeah. And you know what I'm going with this. Yeah. You know? And uh, everything for the audience now, that doesn't know you, Alexis, you are a. Uh, Anything, you are a uh, American who was born in Venezuela. Uh, correct, no. and and everything that's happened, uh, and everything that is happening now, uh, I'm not the only one. Thousands of of people from Venezuela, Cuba, Nicaragua, all the countries that have been affected with this communist Marxist virus have been warning America yep. over social media, radio shows. Hey, listen, this is not just. A bunch of liberals trying to, uh, you know, change uh, uh, gender uh, denomination and, and and fighting for for you know minorities' rights. Uh, that that's the excuse and the pretext they use to to um, to captivate those that are uninformed. But the reality is that they only have one goal, and it's been the, it's been their goal since the beginning, and it's the goal of destroying what's good. Anything that we stand for that is good, they have a need to destroy it. It comes from, it's a spiritual illness, and I have explained this before in your show. You know, it comes from a place of envy and hatred toward what's good. And how do I know this? Because I read it in a book or I'm theorizing about it? No, because I witnessed what they did to my country. I don't know if you heard the news, but... There's been this kind of a civil war right now 
in one of the major cities, Caracas, because mm-hmm. the communists armed the thugs to control the population, but now they cannot control their thugs. So now they're shooting it out in the street yeah. between the government and their armed forces. So when I was warning about, you know, all this Antifa and BLM movements being Marxist and being armed groups that are going to be used in the future to oppress and kill Americans, I'm not just talking from a theoretical point. I'm talking from a from a factual place where I have seen these things happening. They use the same colors. They use the same flags. They have the same ideology. They, you know, have the same heroes. They 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 worship Che Guevara and Mao and you know. It's it's an so, odd so, thing. So I gotta hit a so break. Hard. Can you hold a sec? Yeah. I want you to come back on this. It's a it's such an odd thing. You're right. <laughs> These people who are making comebacks, uh, the president of China just gave a speech repraising Mao Zedong. Um, and yes, is there a more popular figure on college campuses, dorm rooms than Che Guevara? Anyone ever take a moment to look and see what Che Guevara had to say about blacks or homosexuals? Not so happy. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show. Delighted to have uh, Alexis with us, Phoenix resident, uh, uh, American by choice, born uh, and raised in Venezuela uh, before fleeing that hellhole. That was a um, heaven, piece of heaven in the um, in in uh, in South in uh, yes, it was South yes, Central it was. America. We, yeah, right. It was a great it was a great country. We had it all. Yeah, I had a great childhood, and I had a. And we just didn't know what we got until we lost it all. And, um, uh, you know, I, I see what's going on right now, and uh, I lose the sleep over it, you know. I do. I do. Because I, I just cannot understand how people can be so indifferent to a systematic destruction of, of our country or borders or economy. Everything is under attack. The children... They're teaching the children how to hate. <coughs> it's an yeah, interesting thing. It, it, over, it really over. is an interesting thing of the left, whether it's Marxist, whether it's Islamo-fascist, <laughs> uh, whether it's um, whether whether it's whether it's um, socialist. They 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 love to teach children to hate. Yeah, absolutely. And we used to teach children to love. Uh, you uh, you weren't here in America when I went through a, um, our public school system as an elementary school student, but I remember the Pledge of Allegiance before class every day. I remember a moment of silence, and I remember occasional pep rallies to salute the flag out front at um, Hopi Elementary School in the Scottsdale School District, and I remember singing songs about America. Now, we don't have to do that if it's deemed poor education and poor pedagogy or a bad use of time, I suppose, I suppose. But neither do we have to teach children to hate. And that is what we are teaching them. That is what we are teaching them with critical race theory, we, that they, they are being taught to hate certain races. 
That is what they are being taught by the 1619 Project, which is to hate America. That is what they are taught in high school when they use Howard Zinn as their baseline American history textbook. We are about teaching children to love this country and their fellow citizens. The left is about division. And if you doubt me, just look at Joe Biden's speech on voting rights in Philadelphia two days ago, where he invokes yet again the Confederacy and the Civil War, saying we have never been so divided and this is the greatest threat to our democracy since the Civil War. And the Confederates didn't even breach the U.S. Capitol, making the Republicans conservatives worse than the Confederates in the Civil War. You almost have to ask if it's a civil war that the left wants. You almost have to ask that, Alexis. They well, invoke it, it like, so it much. Seems like, it seems like that's where we're heading. Yeah. It seems like that's going to be our last resort, unfortunately, because when when uh, here's the bottom line, we or side the pro-America, we only want one thing. We just want the laws and the Constitution to be up, uphold. That's all we want. We just want the laws to be preserved. We're not trying to, you know, go after anybody knocking on their doors and force them to do something they don't want to do. One of the one of one of the mottos of our movement is leave us alone. Absolutely. We just want to be left alone to live our lives and we want people to be able to fulfill their dreams as is established in our constitution. Life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness. It's that God given right. Not given by the government, but by God, right? That's all we want. It's very simple. What do they offer? Hatred, control, poverty. I mean, it's insulting to tell people that minorities cannot get an ID. I mean, do they think that we're that stupid that we cannot or have access an to ID a, to go to vote? Or have we're access that, to a photocopier or the internet? Yeah, I or mean, the, or know how to use the so internet. Incompetent yeah. that we can, we're not able to provide proof of, of who we are. I mean, it... it, 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 it what they're proposing is so preposterous that my biggest concern is why why aren't Americans right now rising up everywhere and saying this needs to stop this needs to stop now hatred in the schools needs to stop we we need to stop teaching children that because they are of one skin color they are not able to accomplish some things and we need to stop, stop teaching children that some kids are guilty of racism because of their color skin. We need to stop this. This is insanity. Alexis, you know? this it is... only leads to one thing. It only That's leads ex- to one thing because I've seen it happen, the destruction of the nation. We're gonna de- One day we're going to regret that we didn't say anything, and it's going to be too late. Nobody's going to come and help us. And that's the situation of Venezuela. This is the situation of Cuba, of Cuba right now. Look what's going on. 70 years under communist oppression. And who's going to go save them? Nobody. That's going to be us 50 years from now if we don't wake up. Do you think it's 50? Well, <laughs> at the pace, like I was telling my wife. I look how fast things are moving. Look how fast things. Alexis, look how fast things are moving in this country. Look how fast. How 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 many years ago was it that you never heard of an issue of transgender athletes in professional sports or in children's bathrooms? You 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 didn't hear about that two year uh, three years ago. 
This happened yesterday. Yeah. This happened yesterday. Yep. It's mo- it's moving really quick, and um, and t- time is up. Like it's not a warning anymore. I was sending a warning a year ago. I'm not warning you anymore. I'm letting, I'm letting you know it's happening right now. This is a communist revolution in all areas, institutional, cultural, in the economics of the country. If you don't want to see it and if you don't want to wake up to this reality, we're doomed. You need to realize that this is the real deal. This is the same thing I experienced before. It's really not that much different. You know, it's 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 very it's it's it, the the resemblance is so it's so close that it's almost. Do they require in Venezuela? I'm curious. I'm curious to know. Do you know? I, I can research it on the break if you don't know off the top of your head. But do you know in Venezuela are students in an elementary school required to read communist propaganda like the excerpts Absolutely. from the that manifesto? Was, that was okay. one. That was one of the first things the communists did was to okay. change the 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 the. The curriculum of the schools and teach, you know, the kind of like we're Marxist doing here version of history. Kind of like Absolutely. we're doing here. Oh, it was one of the first things they did. Okay, I want to say something yeah. about that when we come back, Alexis. I'm glad you're back. Thanks for having. Don't me. be so yeah. long in between phone calls, brother. No, absolutely no. Okay. Take care. All Thank right. you, sir. Godspeed and muchas gracias. Welcome back to the Seth Leapson Show. I'm Seth, and our phone number is 602-508-0960. And Doug is in Maricopa. Hello, Doug. Hi, Seth. How are Another you? wonderful show. Oh, I'm, I'm doing wonderful, and I'm always a happy man when I go through my afternoon ritual uh, by listening to the Seth uh, Leapson Show. Thank so. you. Yeah, always informative, and you never know where I'm listening to it, uh, but I am always listening to it. Mm-hmm. Um, quick thing, I, in response to that, the caller you had from Venezuela Ancestry, you know, I, I think you two both framed it perfectly. We're kind of at a tipping point, and you, I think you said, you know, notice the speed of which it's beginning to happen, and... I have to say that it is not the speed at which it is happening per se. That's a symptom of the lack of resistance. When the most vile things are said about us, racist, misogynist, we're terrible, we're Nazis, lies, and there's crickets on the right. There's no pushback. We have 40 years of crickets on our side. The question would be why, what's the penalty for such outrageous statements, none. So they get more aggressive, and they realize they're looking around, hey, we've taken over everything that was Republican because they don't really care. They go back and pray about it and, and don't push and push back and make any resistance, so we're just going to step it up. You know, it, it, during the uh, fall of the Weimar Republic to Hitler, and I hate keep calling quoting Hitler or whatever, he was he was terrorizing everybody in the street, but he wasn't the strongest force. No. But what happened was the, the 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 establishment or the people like us stayed in their homes and said, kept comforting themselves 
and and the Jewish people, I remember one one being quoted: "This is the land of Bach, Beethoven, mm-hmm. and Brahms. Mm-hmm. Right. This cannot happen right. here." Right. So there was no resistance. Right. And they just said he is just a rabble rouser mm-hmm. until guess what? They could resist no more. And we have uh, we have kept saying this is the land of our forefathers and of freedom and of a in a bold good republic. People will understand. And the the left didn't use that refrain. People will understand. They kept teaching, mm-hmm. and they stood up and got on our face, and then we back up and apologize. And I don't know. I I hope we begin to change. Let, let me tell you what I'm doing because I am in a business in our business. Let me do this. Yeah, let me do this, Doug. Uh, here's my challenge. I've got uh, about 20 seconds in this segment. I have a guest coming out. You want to give me a call in about a half hour? Sure. Uh, I'd be ahead. great. I'd appreciate it. It can't happen here is an interesting line. C.S. Lewis said, of course it can happen here. Why do we think we're immune from the fall of man? Why do we think we're immune to noxious, noxious ideology? We're not.